Hi, I'm Alexis Jenkins, one of the co-founders of Burgundy Fox, an e-commerce lingerie company and lifestyle brand. There are plenty of ups and downs while building a company. One of the hardest parts is moving past the limitations we make for ourselves and allow this journey to feel seamless. Welcome to Seamless, a podcast by Burgundy Fox. We're going to interview leading creative thinkers and entrepreneurs in beauty, business, and technology. Straight from the horse's mouth, you'll hear how they pushed boundaries, discovered more about themselves, and share where they are in this journey called life. Here's this week's episode. Okay, hi everyone. I am Leslie, the co-founder and CEO of Burgundy Fox, and I'm here today with Brady Campbell from Galvanize. Brady, welcome. Thanks, Leslie. I'm so excited to be here, and it's lovely to meet you and host you here on our campus in San Francisco. Yeah, it's so exciting that I uh, we happen to connect. So before we jump in, kind of explain the story of how we connected and how sure. I got here to Galvanize, do you want to introduce yourself briefly? Yeah, sure. So um, I've been with Galvanize for about four and a half years now. I started uh, with the, the company in Denver, Colorado in 2013 as their first events manager, um, interestingly enough, we were a team of only six with some pretty aggressive expansion plans. So I was able to wear a lot of hats and wound up in San Francisco as the um, general manager for this campus. And most recently have been doing strategic partnerships and um, really supporting the executive team over the last six months. That's amazing. I can't believe that you were only six people. Now Galvanize is in how many cities? We have, we're in seven cities. We have eight locations. Uh, we have about 2,000 members who work across our campuses. We've had about 2,500 students graduate from our coding immersive programs. Um, and it's just awesome to see like the hard work pay off and expand into something that you just dream of when you start the company. That's so amazing. So it's really funny because I ha- didn't have any idea how many similarities we have in common with our backgrounds. Yes. So I also started my career in event management and then found my way into technology through a SaaS company called Honeybook, which serves event professionals and creative entrepreneurs. Um, And then from there, I I joined the the team of Honeybook. I was the fifth employee, so we were really small too. Um, And then the team of founders were working from their apartment and then they expanded and started hiring um, hundreds of people really quickly. Yeah. But it's so it's so funny. And then here we are, and I, I love it. Um, yeah, I I started so I started Burgundy Fox in uh, March of 2017. So okay. almost a Coming year up ago. On a year. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Thanks so much. It's been a really fun journey to go from building another company with a team of people and maybe doing something not exactly from its inception to dreaming up this whole product and going out and building it uh, from scratch with your own hands. Um, But yeah, so I've been uh, working on Burgundy Fox for a year. And at that point, I think it was maybe eight months in, I applied to 1871's Wisdom Accelerator. Awesome. And it was, I got in, I actually, I actually cried. You know, entrepreneurship is so hard. I mean, it'll wear your emotions down and it wears your, it wears your, your test of, um, you know, grit and endurance and everything. And it can feel lonely too. So it was just at that time that I found out in July of 2017 that I got into the program, spent three months 
um, learning about all the all things startup and um, continue continue to be involved in the 1871 community. So long story short, um, I applied for the Startup Grind ticket uh, raffle through 1871, and I happened to be out here in San Francisco. I luckily got tickets to Startup Grind and then um, let the comms team, the fantastic comms team at 1871 know. So they connected us, and this is a Google for Entrepreneur um, hub as well, right? Yes, Okay. exactly. Um, and truth be told, I, I still don't know how. I was getting your newsletter. Okay. And I was like, what is this Burgundy Fox? And so then I've, I've been following for the last couple of months, mm-hmm. um, follow you on Instagram and love the brand. And so when they reached out and said the founder of Burgundy Fox is going to come and wants to visit Galvanize, I both was excited to host somebody through the, the Google for Entrepreneurs Passport program. Mm-hmm. But also, I think I said in my email, I'm having a fangirl moment. So cool to meet a, a founder of a brand that I really love and, and admire. And I'm excited to see the direction that y'all go. So it was super fortuitous that we got here. The yeah. GFE program has been amazing in connecting hubs and entrepreneurs. And I love what you said about entrepreneurship is lonely. That was actually Galvanize's tagline on its website for a really long time. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't have to be. And And I think, you know, I come on the side of trying to create the community and bringing entrepreneurs like you in. And um, it's nice that Google for Entrepreneurs facilitates that sort of connectivity through the different hubs. So I think we owe this meeting a little bit to Google for Entrepreneurs. Absolutely. It's so cool. (laughs) And we have so much in common. And I can't wait to continue, you know, the relationship after after meeting today. Yeah. Um, So let's talk a little little bit about community because... Like as I've started this company and as I've had a lot of conversations with founders and as have you, this there's this concept of uh, defensible moat and creating something that is so compelling about your product or your company, your brand, that people will never leave. And community is one of those things. Right. So can you tell us what you've learned about building community from seeing Galvanize go from six people up to 200 now? Sure. I mean, so one one of the core values at Galvanize is be a pineapple, which pineapple is the international symbol for hospitality. Be opening or be open, be welcoming, um, you know, be gracious in terms of how you welcome people into your home. And we truly view the galvanized campuses and our physical campuses are very, very important to our business model um, as, as a home that we welcome people into. That being said, you know, there is power in similar aspirations. There's power in similar skill sets and challenges. And so we've really curated a community that's focused around technology and building a technology platform. It's not to be exclusionary of other industries or verticals, but we find that the best interactions, the most organic interactions, and the willingness from people who want to be part of this community to share and authentically connect is more real when you establish that baseline. Um, And I think creating sort of a mission around the community you're building is what helps attract the right people. Um, and, and it's been, you know, we've, we've gone through different iterations. We've had awesome community members. I call it the power of the microwave conversation. You're Mm -hmm. waiting for your lunch to heat up. There's four other people around you start asking, what's your company? What are you working on? And, 
And those conversations amplify into, oh, I actually need help with that too. Or, oh, someone on my team knows how to solve that problem. Um, And I think that's, you know, the power of of hubs and communities like 1871 and like Mm -hmm. Galvanize. That's so true. And especially in these early stages of building a business, having that uh, support not only on the tactical side, like how to solve certain problems with your company that other companies might be solving too. Exactly. Um, even like looking for new vendors or um, just just friendly conversation. Yeah, shipping. <laughs> shipping. All the little tactical things right. that, you know, that you haven't figured answers out to with your company because you're just plugging along. Right. Um, speaking of that and people teaching one another and coaching one another, um, what are your thoughts on, on mentorship, both at Galvanize and also personally, like how have you developed, um, how does Galvanize develop, uh, the members of the community here? And then how do you feel like you've developed since being with Galvanize? Oh my gosh. Um, okay. I'll answer that. Two, two, two answers there. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our mentorship program here is, I think, probably one of our most powerful assets. Um, every campus has the mentor program, and it's a big part of what we, you know, put in front of entrepreneurs as this is a huge value add. You know, if you're, you're sitting in a Starbucks coffee shop building your business, it's a lot harder to know who else is sitting in there and could be helpful to you. Mm-hmm. So we, we look to the larger industry. Galvanize is very industry-driven in terms of the content that we create. Um, we don't believe in just focusing only on the startups. There's a lot of value from the larger corporations, and that's mm-hmm. where we draw a lot of our mentorship from. People who've done it before, who've been with startups, who've been in various roles um, and can offer that mentorship. And then we run the program very consistently and very robustly on all of our campuses. Mm-hmm. So members know, I need to look, see who's coming this week, and I need to get my time with them. And those have turned into really powerful relationships. We've seen mentors become board board members. Um, we've seen mentors acquire Galvanized wow. member companies. Yeah. So, you know, there's, again, I think it's when you build a community with the right expectation, people know what to take advantage of and how to take advantage of it in a way that um, really helps you level up and get to the next kind of phase of your company. As for me personally, I mean, holy smokes, it's been such a journey starting as an events manager. I was also in in weddings and events before I joined Galvanize and had never been in tech before. So there was a really steep learning curve of what is a series A and what does venture capital look like? Um, But I... I read an article one time about having your board of advisors, a personal board of advisors, and I've really taken that to heart in terms of the relationships that I have and how I view, you know, what I can learn from that person. Um, I've had a great group of leaders and managers here um, and, and have learned what I like, what I don't like how I want to be and maybe how I don't want to be. And I think that that doesn't necessarily make a relationship bad. You just, you have to pull from that as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've, I've been able to form relationships with people who have left galvanize and, and are still, I text with them. I talk to them regularly, especially, um, Full disclosure, I'm, I am getting ready to move on to my next project. So it's it's been really special that I've been able to build my own personal community and my own personal board of advisors through Galvanize um, that it's going to be impactful far beyond my years at Galvanize. That is so, that's so true. There's so many good points there. Um, it is really interesting how there's 
the process. There's the consistent experience across all, all galvanizes, as you've mentioned. Um, and it's it starts, it sounds like, with setting that expectation um, of what a founder can expect and what a mentor can expect mm-hmm. um, and making sure that there's mutual value built in there for, for sure. both sides. For sure. I didn't even think about you know the fact that a lot of these companies are coming in. They may be leaders in their companies or sitting on the board of directors and see an acquisition opportunity, which, you know, that could be really interesting for both sides exactly. of, of the table. Um, I definitely agree. That's so great that you're leaving uh, Galvanize with these connections and that you've, you've continued that on. I feel the same exact way um, with all, you know, many of the people that I worked with in the past um, and, and at Honeybook as well, just people that can continue being, you know, there for design advice for sure. Um, my co-founder is a is a former coworker at, from Honeybook. Oh, cool. Yeah. So having that mentorship is huge. And even like at 1871, they have these office hours, mm-hmm. and they have people coming from the community sharing their expertise. Mm-hmm. I just did one last week at in Chicago um, when I finally started. Uh, getting to a point where I knew I wanted to start implementing some technology to help with the curation process of my company. Mm -hmm. And coming from the events and marketing world, I have no idea about, you know, I don't know how to hire a developer. You know, it's like a very, it's very, it's complicated. It's like another language when I sat down, literally literally (laughs) several different languages, when I sat down to kind of look at a job rack um, and think about what exactly I needed, I called on a mentor at 1871 and the next day we're sitting there and he's giving me fantastic advice and inspiration and motivation um, and is like truly engaged in the outcome of my problem. So it's really, I mean, I think it's, I don't think you can do it alone. No, I agree. I agree. And founders should look for those these programs exist. I mean, Startup Grind is another great example. They're mm-hmm. they're building so much content that is accessible, is community driven, and is super educational. Um, yeah, and you have to take advantage of it. You have to. You know, I think one of my most favorite parts of, about Startup Grind was going and meeting other female founders, and there was just this kinship that happened. You, we could be standing in line, and I could overhear a conversation about another woman being a founder and CEO and immediately we would connect and exchange cards and genuinely want to hear and be there to support each other's journeys. Mm -hmm. Um, It's interesting. There were also other, I made a point to go see the female investors that were speaking on the stage as well. The, The female investors and other female keynote speakers and There is absolutely a focus right now on the topic of diversity in technology. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I remember um, there was a Q&A with a female investor and and one person asked the question, uh, 46% of your portfolio has has a female founder. Why is that? And her response was, well, it's it's equally representative of the female founders that exist. Right. So it shouldn't be any different. It should be directly proportionate um, in terms of who we back. Right. What are your thoughts on diversity in technology right now, um, you know, in this community in San Francisco, Silicon Valley, and in Galvanize? Yeah, it's... 
it is super real and it's what I appreciate right now, just kind of overall in society, it is a, it is a conversation that is becoming more and more comfortable and it's, there's a lot more allies, a lot more, um, acknowledgement of, yeah, we need to tackle this and we need to solve it. And having, um, VC funds committing to things like that is fantastic. Um, I think it's still strange to me when I go look on a, a VC funds website and I, and they have all their portfolio and it's great. And it's just male founder after male founder after male founder. And I want to be like, how can we get women supported? How can we create communities? Um, and what kind of initiatives are there? And, and I think a lot of it is going to be the um, organic conversations just like that. We have to amplify each other. We have to help each other. And that's not to say that male founders aren't doing that either. I think it's there's just a, a big opportunity right now to help one another. Um, it galvanize. We you know we we really try to um, track and measure and, and identify ways to improve. Um, we're really proud. We had a, a data science cohort a couple months ago that was 67% women, which is insane. So if you're looking for a data scientist, they've graduated <laughs> and they're looking for jobs. Um, but it's, you know, I think it, we are, because we are the voices right now and creating, um, hopefully, you know, new vision and new perspective for the generations to come after us. I think it, I think it is on the right path right now. I feel I have a lot of hope and a lot of confidence. Um, and I'm, I'm, I get warm and fuzzy when I see the organizations that are creating pathways and communities that are facilitating this, um, and making it easier and making it more just the norm. Like, yeah. you know, we don't need, women don't need like a, a crutch. We right. just, we want to be at the table and we want to be having the conversations too. And I, I really do believe since I started galvanized for, started with galvanized four years ago, I've seen tremendous strides in that. And, um, I'm feeling very hopeful. That's so exciting. I love that. It's so true. You're 100% right about saying um, that women need to be at the table. And when you, when we, we look at the, the disparity between founders that are backed by venture capital, it, it also starts with the partners at those VCs. Um, and it's been really cool, you know, to see it's, it's a slow start, but it's, um, it's, uh, encouraging to see that a lot of major VCs are bringing women on as partners. Absolutely. And, you know, we're seeing 100% women-led funds start to uh, be created. And that is also super exciting, too, for the future. For sure. So entrepreneurship, let's talk a little bit about that. I know that you... The endeavor that you got into with Galvanize was incredibly entrepreneurial. Yes. You are surrounded by founders... So tell me, what are your, what do you think makes a, an entrepreneur successful? It, it, I've been thinking a lot about, like, wow, this was a startup journey to help startups, but we were actually a startup ourselves, if that makes sense. That's yeah. Like an inception sentence. Um, but I think what I'm the most proud of over the last four and a half years and what I feel the most excited for when I see other founders and entrepreneurs do this is you just have to make a decision and try like you are doing this because you're solving a problem that no one else has tried to solve before which means there's no roadmap there's no right or wrong answer you're going to make decisions that might not be the right decision that's okay like if you're if you are 
excited enough about the company you're building, be excited enough about the fact that you're making decisions to move it forward. It may, it, it may backfire on you in the future, but that's okay. You're actually now laying the path for somebody else to learn from in the future as well. Mm-hmm. So I think just, you know, the willingness to make decisions, you know, course correct when necessary and not beat yourself up over that is, is really critical to kind of having the gumption to keep going, right? Keep yeah. reminding yourself um, that there are other people who have done this too and, and you are not alone and um, you're only growing stronger with each decision that you make. That's great. Just not having, not, not getting too down on yourself about exactly. whether you're making the right decision or exactly. not. Exactly. Cause it, I found that this is just a job of constantly making decisions, isn't it? For sure. Um, it's, you know, in any kind of startup or beginning company, it's constantly having to decide what you want to focus your time and energy on. Cause it's the most limited resource that you have. Yes. What you want to decide to spend your limited money on. Um, I think, I think the most important uh, skill to being successful as a entrepreneur or CEO, I'm going to say, I'm going to borrow from Gary Vee, who's an entrepreneur and uh, influence marketing. Uh, I'm probably totally butchering what he is. He's like incredible. Um, But self-awareness, I think is the biggest thing. Yes. With just being able to pause and reflect on what you're doing, reflect mm-hmm. on your strengths, whether or not you are the correct person to be doing something. Yeah. You know, in the beginning and even as years go on is such an incredible skill to 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 nurture. Yes. Um in this role. So, uh tell us speaking of entrepreneurship, yeah. what's next for you? So that's kind of a big thing is I'm going to be jumping into the entrepreneurial world myself. Um, I've, I've had, um, two ideas kind of waiting in the wings a little bit that I've been excited about. Um, a personal passion is flowers. So I'm going to, I'm going to spend some time playing with flowers and, and getting kind of a small business set up with that. Um, and then some girlfriends and I have had an idea around a greeting card subscription company. Um, we have the name send part and parcel, um, that's our, that's the website that we have. The company is part and parcel, but, um, I'm going to give it a go. I feel like I've been exposed to so many inspiring people here at Galvanize, um, and through the Google for Entrepreneurs Network, 1871 people like yourself, you know, I'm, I'm leaving Galvanize with an incredibly grateful heart, um, and, and so many wonderful connections and friendships. And, and now I'm ready to kind of take that move myself and, and see what the, what it's like to be an entrepreneur with limited time and money, but big dreams and just a lot of energy toward creating this, um, creating these companies. I love that. I can't wait to see what comes um, next for part and parcel. And I know that with you starting and having this community as a support system, it is going to be not easy, but it's going to be easier than if you didn't have it. So I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Um, And we will all keep a lookout for part and parcel And, um, for Burgundy Fox, we're really just focused on, uh, making the experience better for our customers, uh, repeatedly and really trying to make a mark in the world of lingerie advertising and the way that women think about their own bodies and the way that women feel about their bodies. So it all really comes back to what we're doing, our purpose, our mission, 
and how we're providing value to our customers. So just digging further into that. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you to thank you. Google for Entrepreneurs and Galvanize and 1871 yes. for this amazing connection this that we're having. This is the power of this network, I think. So, and I know we're, we're in a conference room and one of our awesome startup female founders needs the room. <laughs> so I know we have to wrap, but thank you so much for taking the time today. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Seamless. We hope you enjoyed the episode need help updating your underwear drawer let us do the work we curate lingerie and underwear that's suited just for your body we provide monthly and quarterly deliveries of premium products just head over to burgundyfox.com and subscribe we'd also love to hear from you follow us on instagram at burgundyfoxco and feel free to dm or shoot us an email at hello at burgundyfox.com and listen take care of yourself today slow down and enjoy your coffee Pick up a book that you've been dying to read or enjoy some time outside. You really do deserve it. Until next time, later guys.